Good evening, Comedy Geeks. We're here with our special guest today, Mr. Simon Emmanuel. Hello. And Mr. Luigi Sabato. Ciao. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you for joining in with the madness. I feel I feel a bit bad now. I feel like I should have said ciao as well. I, oh, do you want to go on? I'll do it now. Give us a ciao. 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 I sound, I sound Norwegian than Italian then, don't I? You sounded Asian. Yeah. <laughs> How are your accents? Um, I can do a good a Luigi. Yes? Yeah, what I want to do, I want to turn around, see? How's that, haven't it? You sound exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> We've got um, Simon and Luigi have been joining us on our podcasting sessions. We also have in the chair, Mr. Tom. Hi. We have Jamie. Hey. And we have Dan. You are. <laughs> okay, so Simon, mm. can you tell us how you got into stand-up? What was your first ever gig like? It was it was a dare. I was I was sixteen years old. I was doing performing arts, and we were doing a uh, project where we had to do something in the public. So we did a place, a cool little place called the Jazzy Ant Hill at the time, and they dared me to do stand-up. So I did uh, fifteen minutes, and it went really well. And then I'm like, I can do this, and then I did another gig, and it went really awful, and I took ten years off. Wow. Yeah. I was scared for 10 years. So it was a dare, the 15 minutes. Yeah. You, you just did that. I did did that. And, and then that was lovely. And then the bad one. And then I, I, I can't remember. I think I was in a bunker for 10 years, hiding away with big beans or something. Aww. I don't know. Like so that, the first that time was just a, just a fluke. Yeah, a complete, <laughs> complete fluke. And I, I packed the audience full of people that liked me. That was the, <laughs> the second time I was in front of a proper audience. <laughs> That's brilliant. So did you take an influence from any... Any comedians? Yeah, so I, I love I loved Norman Wisdom when I was growing up, and then obviously I loved Lee Evans as well because he's practically a carbon copy of of Norman Wisdom. Uh, more recently, um, I I adore people like Paul Foot and uh, actually actually Paul Foot, Ross Noble as well is incredible. All the the old the older types of humour as well is brilliant. Well, I like I like re- the old type of humour. I love because it's not. It's reliant on physical uh, sort of attributes as well. There's there's a lot of sort of comedians that sort of stand still on stage uh, that are around her. That that's not me. That's not my style. I like the whole. Like, I remember seeing Norman Wisdom come down like a fire pole and like fall into the audience, and he didn't say a word, and people were just <laughs> creased. And I'm not allowed a fire pole at my gigs, obviously, but uh, that's not saying I haven't asked for one. <laughs> well, if you've ever seen Simon doing a stand-up comedy, he's very animated. I think Luigi would agree. Completely agree. It's, uh, it's hard to follow him on stage. <laughs> Tell us about your experience with Simon's set. So Simon, I you know, I live with Simon, and um, I'm not in that way. I'll see. Not 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 in the same bed. <laughs> just friends. Just friends. Just, They're just, just friends. A, it's a, not porn. Friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Simon asked me if I could uh, help him out on uh, recording for the Glee Cardiff, and um, so stupidly I agreed. <laughs> Um, the the night um, which was why after my working shift uh, went to Cardiff Glee and uh, we set up all the cameras and stuff we with about seven comedians in total yeah about seven yeah. Yeah. and the Simon was uh, I think um, the middle the middle one middle spot yeah um, so twenty minutes try to record Simon was uh, was like hell was, uh, <laughs> Simon ran on stage he jumped it was um, hard work. It was very hard to work. I would imagine it's like trying to shoot clay pigeons. <laughs> you sort of, you just got to keep panning. Where's he gone? <laughs> Is there any 
sort of humour as well or comedians that you like or influenced by that you shouldn't, like a guilty pleasure? Yeah. I really like Bernard Mannins. Right. And I'm aware that he's racist <laughs> and I'm aware that he's, he's wrong in so many ways. But what I really appreciate with, with Bernard Mannins was the way that he structured jokes. Because I'm a fan of, of proper old sort of fashion structured jokes where you have set up, set up, punchline. And he was the master of that. And the, the amount of material that he had was, was impressive. It was just a shame that like 50% of it was awful racist stuff and that's what he's going to be remembered because <laughs> yes. because he was he was a funny man like you see him on live live interviews and stuff he's a very funny man but uh, I think he's just he's got that stigma isn't he really the content is questionable yeah of course yeah he didn't have a lot of female fans did he I mean, no 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 <laughs> so Simon <laughs> <laughs> okay so Simon yes when did you first realise you were funny um barbecues when I was about nine years old um I, I used to love Michael Jackson and my mum was like my mum's quite theatrical so she'd allow the kids to put a show on that sounds weird isn't it? but she, she'd allow like the the kids to do what they wanted and I used to do this Michael Jackson dance which I thought was really good but I was really really bad and they'd laugh at how bad I was but I thought they were laughing because I was funny and I just got addicted to the, the laughs and before I knew it I was in like street alleys just injecting laughs into myself I, I was I was just hooked because you do the moonwalk uh, no that's why it was funny I'd sort of do the moonwalk but stay in one place like, so I was just marching on the spot basically I learned once how he did that um, is it the leaning thing in Thriller mm. um, so Michael Jackson had special shoes, special shoes. Mm. and there were screws on the floor and he hooked the shoes into the screws. Was it you that told me this, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story? It's pretty much finished. That's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it just, screws on the floor and he took his that just allowed him to lean like that. I, 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 heard, I heard that he stayed still and the audience were on hydraulics. <laughs> and they just sort of <laughs> tilted so them. Cool. It took a lot of logistically, it was <laughs> yeah. very difficult. To That's what we need to do. <laughs> That's brilliant. How would you describe your style of comedy? Silly. Very silly. silly very rude. Um, just childish. <laughs> that's it there's there's no like there's if you you know sometimes you go like to the edinburgh fringe and you come away from a show and you're like oh god that was really profound i've learned something you will never get that from my comedy <laughs> you will come away and go i laughed at that it was it was just very childish but that i'm not i'm not out there to teach people how to think differently i just want to make people laugh like so that's it brilliant so if you weren't doing comedy what would you be doing? Or how else would you be wasting your time? Oh, um, I'd, prob I'd probably be a chef, I think. I, that's my second passion. I don't... <coughs> I w don't <laughs> you see, you see me burning toast at home. Do you, do you cook for each other? Um, not really. I've cooked for you a few times. Yes, I don't want to risk my life for No. <laughs> Although, I, I, I cooked you a shepherd's pie once. You love that. You don't really like gravy. So I think I've won there, right? Which one? Yeah. Uh, years ago, mate. I remember it. You don't, obviously. <laughs> you wrote about it in his diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that Big good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's it. I, I worked when I was living in, I lived in Barcelona for a year and I was working as, as a chef over there. So, yeah, that's definitely what I would be doing. What do you like to cook? Um, I'm better at the fancy stuff. I'm awful at the homemade stuff. But uh, because I couldn't cook when I went to Spain and I learned out there, I've become like like good at what that sort of restaurant. So I, I like I can cook uh, cracking sort of uh, lobsters, paella, all those dishes. But if you want me to cook like a chicken dinner, it's very average. <laughs> I'm excellent at burning things. 
That's a skill, isn't it? I can do that. <laughs> or I can I can burn the easiest things. You know, if you give me something like a pizza or oven chips to put in the oven, yeah, I will burn them. But give me something to actually cook, I can do that fine. You're a bit like that, aren't you? What's yeah? yeah. That What's that all no about? Sense. It doesn't. What? You're saying so I mess if... up the easy things. Yeah. But then I can do the. What What you're difficult. saying is you don't mess them up. You just leave them in the oven. Too I just long. get bored and leave them in the oven. <laughs> oven. But you, do you it's not walk your cooking. Away. It's your timing that's the problem here. Do you I'm ever a drummer do as well. My yeah, timing know, should be good. Right. Do you ever do that thing though? Where it makes no sense to me. Where you be cooking something and you go and check on it, right? And it's like, oh, that's not cooked yet. And then you leave it in for maybe seven seconds more, and you look again. And it's just dust. Come How does it get the fire hydrant <laughs> yeah, quick? Yeah, that's insane, like. <laughs> <laughs> we we started writing sketches as well about conspiracy theories. Mm. So do either of you have a ridiculous conspiracy theory that you've heard or even just make one up? Because what we're going to do is make sketches about them. I've heard that they they faked the entire series of Button Moon. Wow. That's my one. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a few seconds to get that. That's my childhood. Yeah, moment. yeah. It's, it's all fake. It's not real footage. You can tell <gasps> the flag's blown in the background, apparently, I know. So don't follow Mr. Spoon. No. That's fascinating. At some point, I'll have all right, to tell you can have, you. You can have that fun. You can I'll have, have to one. tell you my, um, my, my theories on um, uh, In the Night Garden. Okay. Ah, Iggle oh. Piggle and... Oh, I got some Maca theories Paca. on that. <laughs> Luigi, any conspiracy theories? Well, we, we, we actually all, always talk about... I always talk about stuff like the Illuminati. We love them, don't we? Right. Only because we want to be part of them. No, it's not even a, yeah. it's not even the way you'd be like, oh, look at them, those horrible yeah. people. We're like, well, let us join. We want to win some money. <laughs> you come up with your own yeah. handshake or something. If you're part of the Illuminati and you're listening, um, are you accepting new members? <laughs> uh. <laughs> if you were a superhero, which one would you be? You can make one up as well. Oh, see, I. I get really bad luck, so I'd probably have a really rubbish one. Like I'd probably, you know, like Spider Man was bit by a radioactive spider and gets all those powers. I'd probably be like bit by like a radioactive Chihuahua, and like just no special power, just go a bit mad every time the postman comes round or something, like, like just curling up on strangers' laps. <laughs> Still a unique talent. Yeah, that's what my dog does when Jamie comes over, isn't it? Yeah, my dog loves you. Yeah, I'm never safe coming round to Danzo. Yeah, so if my dog got radioactive and then bit Simon, yeah, that'd be his superpower. Oh yeah, coming around and curling up on your lap. Molly man. Molly man. <laughs> Imagine getting bitten by a sloth. It's like my, my special. It's like the flash, opposite of the flash. <laughs> the sloth. Who does arch nemesis be? I'm here to... Oh, you've finished. <laughs> that was two days ago. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I've always thought, like, you know what, like Spider-Man, like, if now, because he is Spider-Man, if he now got bit by a radioactive man... Would that then reset the whole process? Would he just be a man ah. again? Or would he be man spider man? <laughs> man spider man. He'd just be really confused. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Luigi, yeah. any superpower? I I would be Hulk. Hulk? The Hulk, yes. Because I got anger management problem. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's Italian blood. Pro- it's, probably, yeah, probably. It you know, would be my yeah. grandfather. And uh, I'm, I'm actually... Uh, I'll be one mix. My great grandfather was Greek, you know. Ah. So I got all the kind of Mediterranean kind of like anger. <laughs> all the anger. <laughs> um, so I'm not very patient. 
No. I don't actually live with him. He just won't let me leave. He's <laughs> a prisoner. Yeah. So it's not just that you want to paint your body green. <laughs> I, I did that actually oh, once. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I did it once. Um, and it took about two months yeah. to discolor all of it. We was got used to real paint. Yeah. We got thrown out of B and Q. We just went in and goes. Any chance you can match this color for the living room? <laughs> <laughs> Seems shady to me. <laughs> <laughs> they were just green with envy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom is hiding because Tom hates puns. I can't stand puns. Tom loves the puns. <laughs> Every time I hear them, I'm just. Ugh, what's that really annoying? Stand-up comedian who just does pun after pun after pun after pun. Is it Tim Vine? Yeah, him. Mm. Oh, I love Tim Vine. I love Tim Vine. I like Tim Vine. We should get him on the show. (laughs) Tim, if you're listening. (laughs) The most annoying, just like... And he he goes on a panel show. I'm going to start ranting. He goes (laughs) on like a panel show. And then everyone's kind of doing like intellectual... And then he'll throw in a pun that has barely anything to do with what they were having a conversation about, just so we can get a pun in. And you see the whole audience and the whole rest of the panel kind of go, huh. Well, he's definitely anyway. not coming on the show now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> really speaking, Tim Tom. Dick. Tom, really speaking, we just like to punish you every now and then. Oh, oh. The Punisher. Yeah. That'll be my superhero. And I'd just go around Tom's house and just say pun after pun and just to punish him. <laughs> <laughs> if you're uh, if you were watching this, you could see Tom's urge to kill rising. I think I'm going to be the Hulk in a second. <laughs> <laughs> the sulk. <laughs> that pun. Oh gosh. No, that was definitely not a pun. Okay, I've got one more question. When can we see you perform next? And also, when's your next gig? Uh, my next gig's <laughs> Thursday in Devices for Moonrakers. Um, locally, I think it's going to be my solo show. I'm doing uh, June 8th at the Garage in Uplands. I'm doing my first recorded hour. So that's uh, it's going to be all new stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't started writing it yet. So I really need to get on with that. Like, But yeah, that's I think locally, that that's it. June 8th next, yeah. Right. Wonderful. Be there. We look forward to seeing you. I'll be look forward to seeing you there as well. It'll be lovely. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you both. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, Dan. Oh. <laughs> That's my reaction to that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And Dan, you were here. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Comedy Geek. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.